Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living.
guys are killing me. <laughs> I don't mean that literally. <laughs> oh, my heart, my heart, my heart is so full. Oh, just imagine that. My, is, I touched this guy when my knees hit the ground. I touched this guy when my knees hit the ground. Wow. That's, that's a strong, strong, that's a strong, strong place to be in. Are there any veterans here t- today? Or anyone who served in the military? Anyone? Ian did? Wow, I, had a, I, I think I remember him saying that. Anyone else? No? Well, let's give Ian a hand. <laughs> and when I visit him, I'll tell him we gave him a hand. He missed it. He needs to come back. Um, I usually like to start off with something funny, so I want to um, tell this funny little thing that I heard. I'm not looking at you, Roxanne. <laughs> um, I heard this funny little thing about a pastor who he was actually um, greeting people in the, in the lobby at his church, and he saw this guy he hadn't seen in a long, long time. So he went up to the guy, and he was like, he pulled him to the side, and he was like, sir, now I haven't seen you in a long, long time. He said, you need to join the army of the Lord. And the man said, what are you talking about? I've already joined the army of the Lord. And he said, then why don't I see you except on Easter and Christmas? And the guy whispered, whispered to him and said, I'm in a secret service. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. <laughs> and I thought it was appropriate for today. <laughs> that is so funny. Last week we talked about healing the fear that binds us. And we went into how we can walk when we sit and wait for God to move us through faith and, ha- and be using our power of the will and in walking in trust and faith, that we can release those things that are fears that are blocking us and we can move forward in our life. Now, I mentioned then about when the Bible story about when Jesus was talking to his disciples and he asked his disciples, who do they say I am? And then he asked, who do, I say, who do you say I am? And I mentioned that the disciples at that represent the 12 aspects of us. Actually, they represent the 12 powers. Now, when you look at the names of the 12 disciples, they represent 12 aspects of our ego. And then when you look into the spiritualization of the 12 powers, they look at how we have moved into the superpowers of that. We do have superpowers. So Jesus got excited because Peter said, thou art the Christ. And he said, wow. He said, it isn't your human eyes that that you see this. You see this through the eyes of God. So he's getting really excited. And he starts talking to them and teaching them about what's going to happen to him, how he's going to be betrayed, how he's going to be beat, how he's going to be put on trial, and how he's going to be crucified. And after three days, he's going to rise up again. He's teaching them this. Now, Peter shows us how quickly, even when you heal that fear that binds you, how quickly you can get caught back into the consciousness of the ego again. Because after uh, Jesus tells him this story, he says, surely that's not going to happen. He says, let me read this part. This is in, where I'm reading it from is Matthew chapter 16, 
And it is, I'm going to look at verse 22. It says, and Peter took him to aside and began to rebuke him, saying, how are you going to rebuke Jesus? I looked at this and like, how are you going to rebuke Jesus? But he was scared. He was like, God forbid it, Lord. This must never happen to you. And Jesus is like, he, he says this to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your eyes not on divine things, but on human things. And that's what happens sometimes. We get started, we get caught up in stuff, and then we start getting stumbled over something that might seem like is going wrong in our life. And so we fall back. And what I want to talk about today is cultivating Christ consciousness. Because when you cultivate Christ consciousness, now cultivate means to establish, but it also means to keep developing and going deeper and deeper to make it, to make it stronger, a strong foundation, but then you keep building on it. So once you've developed this relationship with the Christ within, you keep building it. You keep going deeper. Why? Because we are spirit, which means we are infinite, which means there is always something deeper that's going on inside of us, always. And there's always an opportunity for us to stumble over what seems to be something that can block us. So Jesus says, after that, this is in, uh, so the first verse I read, verse, verses 22 and 23. Now I'm going to read verse 24 in chapter 16 of uh, the gospel according to Matthew. It says, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone wants to become my followers, then let, him deny, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So we're going to talk about that. There's three steps in there Jesus is talking about. The first step is denying yourself. Denying yourself and denying what's going on. It's not just denying the flesh. It's denying what's going on in our life and not looking at it for what it is looking past what it is. And I promise you that the higher we get in consciousness, the higher you get in consciousness, stuff is not going to hit you rinky-dink because you've graduated from that. And your consciousness gets stronger every time you get higher in your consciousness of Christ. You start to vibrate on a higher consciousness. You draw to you what it is that's next to learn because of how you're thinking because of how you're being, because of what you're saying. I like to say that our thoughts create the play of our life, create the scene, the setting. Our feelings create the atmosphere of what's going on. So you start thinking about something, and then the atmosphere is there. You ever watched a scary movie, and that music hits, and you jump? They put it there purposely. It's like, do, 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 do. It's like, ah. Or you're watching a movie and the music is making you cry. It's setting the atmosphere to really make it poignant what the writer, the director, want you to get from that moment, to set the pace for the movie. That's the same thing in our life. So how we're thinking about something creates a vibration within us that's a feeling or an emotion, energy in motion. You digest a thought in your body. What comes from the digesting 
is an energy. It starts to circulate inside of you in motion, and then it vibrates stronger and stronger because it creates an energy. You keep thinking on it over and over again. That's what Peter was doing. Wait a minute. Uh-uh. Are you serious? He's looking at the physical. He's attached to the physical. You have to deny yourself. You have to deny your situation. You have to deny your circumstances. You have to walk in this world unattached to things. It doesn't mean you don't love deeply. It doesn't mean you don't love deeply. We're created to be loving beings. But loving means to feel the oneness. I see the Christ in you, and I love the Christ in you. And the Christ in you is expressing through your personality to me. And then I express through my personality to you. Have you ever heard this song that says, I love myself so much that I could love you so much, that you could love you so much that you could start loving me? That's what we're created to do. But we're also created to look at each other as the gift that we are to create and be with each other. Not hold on to this person that if I lose you, I'm going to lose my life. When you do that, you create an idol. Jesus says, deny yourself. Deny what you see in this world. Detach from it. Know that you're here to have a holy experience as you walk in the presence of Christ. But when you hold on to it and it's time to move forward, that fear binds you. Because you see that as your life and there's nowhere else to go. We're here to walk open vessels to keep learning and keep expanding. How can you be made in the image and likeness of God and be limited to what you've experienced in this moment and that's it? And hold on to this one thing that that's all that matters to me and nothing else and I can't go any further. Really? You're bigger than that. We're beyond it. So the first step is to release your life. Release who you are. You don't even know who you are. You don't even know what you are right now. And the deeper and deeper we get into consciousness of who we are, the more our, our life... I was driving home from a meeting Friday that I had with Michael. And I was going into how grateful I was that God had me. God, you got me in this path. And I went through all these fears. And I went through letting go of the disease to please. And I went through letting go of thinking that I had to be perfect. And I let you teach me that I'm perfect in myself, in my process. And I let you, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? I'm scared in the moment. I just had a, a beautiful meeting and blown away and came up with some stuff that Michael's like, did you write it down? You should have recorded it. <laughs> Because when I talk, spirit talks. You ever heard that saying, when Eve Hutton talks? When I talk, I should record it and then listen. But I was, I was driving home and I was like, God, I need a sign. Tell me something. And I turn on the radio. And see, God, I, I don't always get my, my, my answers in my mind. I never really get my answers in my mind. I always get my answers through conversation and talking. I was getting answers talking to Michael. And it's like, that's how God works with me. Because I was kind of stuck on the Christmas Eve uh, service. And I'm talking with him, and things are just bloom, 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 coming. I need a, uh, what do you call that person in the court? Stenographer? To follow me behind. Keep your thing ready. Come on. Wait. Stay right there. I feel it coming. I feel it. Are you ready? I feel it coming. I know, but I forget to do that. 
That's why we had the phone, both phones on, our t- on the table. You get so caught up. Sometimes I remember, but I, I forget. So God's going to set that up. But I turned on the radio. Now remember, I'm nervous. And I hear this song called Different by Micah Tyler. Anybody heard that song before? The lyrics kind of blew me away. I don't want to hear anymore. Teach me to listen. I don't want to see anymore. Give me a vision that you could move this heart to be set apart. I don't need to recognize the man in the mirror. I don't want to trade your plans for something familiar. I can't waste a day. I can't stay the same. Woo! I want to be different. I want to be changed. Until all of me is gone, and all that, that, till all of me is gone and all that remains, is a fire so bright the world can help us see there's something different. So come and be different in me. That blew me away. And there's always those moments when I get that fear, but because I'm cultivating the Christ in me, and because I have this relationship with God, and because I'm committed to it, and because I promise God that in those moments I get in the way, you move me out of the way, that song came to move me out of the way. And I got so full knowing that God is changing whatever's causing me to be nervous and putting everything in place everything in place so that all this shines in me. I don't want people to see me. I want people to see God's light. And that's what I was hearing through that song. I was like, what are my feeling, God? And God was telling me, that's, this is what you're feeling. The rest of it goes, I practice this song. I don't have a voice. So I'd sing it to you. Maybe you guys can practice it. You can sing it. And I'll sing it with you, you softly so you can't hear my voice. It says, I don't want to spend my life stuck in a pattern. I don't want to gain this world but lose what matters. So, give, so I'm giving up everything because I want to be different. He says, I know that I am far from perfect, but through you, the cross still says that I am worth it. So take this beating in my heart and finish what you have started. When they see me, let them see you. Because I just want to be different. I want to be different. Wait, let me, I can't see it. So you could be different in me. God, no. Everything seems to get smaller. Matt made this so big, you could probably see it from back there. But it works for me. I was like, woo, yeah, I closed mine up and put it up. I want to be different. The next stage in cultivating Christ's consciousness is to take up your cross. So you deny yourself, you take up your cross, and you follow Jesus. What does this mean, take up my cross? Take up my cross? You mean I'm going to be dragging, doom, 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 with you? That thing is heavy. My little self wouldn't be able to hold. He can make me a small one. The cross represents the carnal mind, the mortal mind that is looking at the physical world and getting caught up in it 
and stuck. That's what the cross represents. To lift the cross up. Now, if you think about the cross, the vertical part is your relationship with God. What did Jesus say with the greatest commandments were? Love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself, right? When you lift up the cross, you spiritualize your carnal mind. To move into the consciousness of making your relationship that's one. See, if the cross is tilted, your relationship with others is more important. Your relationship with yourself in the human world is more important. But when you've denied yourself, you have to stand up straight. You have to pull the cross up straight. You have to make the vertical relationship with you and God more important. Thank you, God. I was wondering how you're going to do that to me. And then you connect it through the Christ consciousness so that all your relationships become the consciousness of God, of Christ. You walk in the consciousness of Christ. That's what lifting up the cross means. It means taking those parts of yourself and releasing them. Whatever fears you have, whatever worries you have. We talked about it last week. We said whatever fears and worries to take you, what you're feeding that and feed that, is good, that which is good in you. Well, when you take up the cross, you do more than that. You become it. You stand in it. You cultivate a relationship with the Christ with yourself. I have daily... Relate a, a daily relate, and you do it daily. You do it daily. I have a daily relationship with God. I talk to Christ in me all the time. I don't talk like I'm talking to somebody else, like on the phone or something like this. Oh Lord, oh Lord, when I get on my knees and I'm reaching up, I'm reaching in and I'm talking to the Christ in me because God is nowhere else than inside of you trying to express and be the best version of you that God could be. God knows how powerful you are. We're in the way of blocking that light from shining, that all you can see is the light. We're blocking that. But I have a relationship with God, so I take time out, especially Mondays. I spend that time with God. I go on dates with God. Ashley knows I used to sit in the driveway when I came home from work. I would sit in the driveway and have that time with God. Sometimes I'd buy a little hot cocoa and, and uh, some Krispy Kreme. <laughs> and sit and enjoy it with God. Or I'd go to the park and sit by the water. Belle Isle, I love Belle Isle. I'll go to Belle Isle, the fountain is so beautiful. And if this busy at the fountain, because I like my personal time, my quiet time with God. Don't you like quiet time with your sweetie? Well, how powerful it is, is it to have that quiet time with the lover of your soul that created you and your soul and that knows you better than you know yourself? And you sit there in that quiet time and you just love loving all over yourself, which is the Christ inside. I take myself to the show. I take myself to dinner. And I sit there. On the way home, I'm talking to God. I walk around the house talking to God. I'm always talking to God. And I sit in the science. I study the Bible. I study and I learn. And see, this is the new standardized, the uh, new revised standard version. I usually have the New Living Translation. I go through different translations because there's different translations that'll feed me. Isn't that what you do when you have a relationship with somebody? You get to know them. 
When you take up your cross, you get to know the Christ in you. And it doesn't end. It's daily. You, you commit to have... Anybody have a, have a friend in your life who's been there maybe 10 years? What about 30 years? Don't they know you inside out? How powerful would it be if you knew the Christ in you like that? How powerful would that be if you knew the Christ in you like that? That's why the Bible says that God is closer than you than hands and feet, because God is your hands and feet. God is the very essence of who you are. And we still haven't touched even the tip of the iceberg of it, of who we are. So we give, we deny ourselves and we we release it. So I was reading, uh, so I was listening to the the, the CD on the um, tape that Michael Tyler put on on, um, YouTube. And in the intro, he was saying that, this was 2017 that he posted this. He said a couple years before, you know, when he wrote this, this song, Different, it moved him. But he said he's just now starting to experience some things that are really cultivating that song. It's interesting how you can do something and write something and be in a space, and then later on is where you get the benefit of what you did. It's because God gives it to you so that when you need it, it's there already when God gives you what it means. All your resources are already there. They're all, he puts them in place, and sometimes he uses you and me to put our own resources in place so that we can go back to it and look at it and, oh my God, that's what this means? Because you were inspired at a certain level at the time you wrote it. But then you got cultivated and became something different later. And then you go back and look at it and it becomes something even powerful. Have you read anything and then the next time you read it, you got something else out of it? Or watched a movie and the second time you watched it or the third time you watched it, you've gotten something out of it? I love Pretty Woman. That song, I love Pretty Woman walking down the street. I love that song, but I love the movie. And every time I watch it, it's something new in it. It's a cute little movie. That's the same thing as how our life is. When you revisit aspects that you've outgrown, you get something else out of it. The resources are already there. He said that now, which is a couple years later, 2017, his grandmother is going through blood cancer. And even though she's she's going through treatments and losing her hair, she's still standing strong in her faith. And then they experienced Hurricane Harvey that poured 40 uh, inches of water down on their, on their house. And now they're trying to get their house together, get the flooring done and everything, and then find out that his brother was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And through the whole thing, he's saying, God, take the Jesus, take this away. Jesus, change this situation. Stop the cancer. Stop the water. Stop the, the, the hurricane. Stop the, the weather. And then he realizes, after he reads his song, what if we shift asking God to stop the outside things around us? What if we ask God to change us from the inside out? To be able to be that aid, that, that's, that aspect that can take it and be the presence of God no matter what's going on. What are, we going, what are you guys going, on in, going through in your life? I know what I'm going through. The best question isn't, God, change it. 
The best question is, God changed me. You know why? Because you're the one that's the reason it's that way in the first place. Because the, the, the power of who you are through law of attraction, thoughts held in mind produce after their kind, we don't realize it produces things that are going on in our life. And it also produces how we're experiencing it. How you're thinking about something is what's making you upset about it. It's not something somebody else did. 90% of what's going on right now inside of you is happening from what's going on in the world. It's your history coming back, stories coming back to be healed. That 10% is the trigger that made you think about it and start going down that spiral. So now he said that his family is learning how to change and be stronger for each other in Christ and in faith. So he shifted from asking God to change me, and he's using his song, I mean, change the world, change those things outside of me, and using his song to say, change me. When you ask, change me, then you're ready to walk the next step, which is to follow Jesus. Didn't Jesus pray a lot? Isn't that what the Bible said? He prayed a lot. Or do you hear, did you hear stories that Jesus prayed a lot? Did you hear that Jesus walked on water? That's superseding your emotions. That's walking and changing your world through your emotions. Did you hear that Jesus healed people? I've prayed for people and I've healed people. But it wasn't me, the personality me. It was the Christ self in me that saw only divine wholeness. I see that in Ian. Divine wholeness in him. His heart, his body, everything. So when you pray for someone, don't pray for the condition because you'll bring it forth. Pray for that which you want to be, that which you see, and see it. Deny yourself your eyes of seeing that there's an illness there because it is not. In the Ian that is spirit, there is no illness in spirit. There's perfect divine health and wholeness. And if you call it forth in somebody, I promise you when they're connected, it'll come forth. Those people who were healed when Jesus said you were healed is because their consciousness was drawn up to what he saw. But they were ready. They denied themselves and let go of what was going on. Are you ready to let go? Yes? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you, you get, I'm loving it. So now what about the rest of you? Are you ready to let go? I do not see my circumstances together. I do not see my circumstances. I see the Christ in the situation together. I see the Christ in the situation. God changed me together. God changed me. I cultivate the Christ consciousness right now together. I cultivate the Christ consciousness right now. Hold your heart and be serious about it when you say it. Because whatever part of you is fighting and denying it will block it from being so. Hold your heart, close your eyes, and feel it. And when you say, I cultivate the Christ consciousness right now, feel it. Say it with me. I cultivate the Christ consciousness right now, not tomorrow. It is so right now. It is so right now. Not tomorrow, not next year. It is right now. 
Hold your heart, whatever it is that you want to really walk deeply in, that next step, that thing you want, you really want. I promise you, if you desire it rooted in your heart, it's because it's God wanting to show up somehow in you because desires are of the Father, and the Father wants to give you everything. I receive it together. I receive it. Thank you, God, together. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And thank you, God. God. The reason I do it three times is because I like to talk to the spirit so that the spirit wakes up and talks to the soul so that the soul wakes up and talks to the body. And then we walk in it and we know it so. All three levels. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is inside of us. It is so? And so it is. Thank you.